0: Dictiness. Grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. Is it not true that in ancient times the worst punishment of all was not death, but banishment? Welcome to Binding and Banishing, the 199th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of Palestinian writer Jean Saeed Makdisi. You may call me Ode.
1: Mary meet. my name is Gwyn, I'm Ode's mother, and that was a very good quote. I thought so. I love how you find all these really interesting quotes. I go on Goodreads and I scour pages and pages, <laughs> and, pages
0: and pages and pages and pages and pages of quotes.
1: Give me a quote that works. Uh-huh.
0: Yep. And I, I only go through Goodreads because that means I get sources cited, right. because otherwise, quotes... Uh, unattributed or attributed to the wrong people are rife on the internet <laughs>
1: <laughs> so housekeeping housekeeping first of all i mm-hmm. want to say that uh, a huge shout out and thank you to the mid michigan pagan alliance camp out coordinators vicki and kathy for inviting me to their event this past weekend i did go after work i drove five hours to rifle river camping ground
0: and she got lost.
1: And I got lost. Because her my,
0: GPS lost uh, signal.
1: Yes, it did. <laughs> the a piece of shit. <laughs> and the, the funny thing was I was maybe a mile away from, from the campground. So luckily I, I got there. But it was very late. They graciously helped me set up my tent because I am not proficient at setting up a tent because this was like my second time camping in a million years. We had a great day on Saturday. I was able to teach my class on Hakati and Hera. There were several other really great presenters. They had some tents with some awesome crafts and, you know, people selling their wares. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really fun time. The, things did break up a little because there was the um, the threat of thunderstorms, which apparently was well not apparently it was held off because they went down to the river and made an offering and hey. asked the the land spirits if they would just kinda let that move around mm-hmm. them and by Gods, it did. Mm -hmm. I, on the other hand, drove home uh, Saturday evening (laughs) through the downpouring rain. Yep. But it was a great time. I just, again, Mid Michigan Pagan Alliance Camp Out. It's something that they've decided they want to make an annual event. And it it was a great time. Uh, Lots of great discussion, great people. And I truly enjoyed myself. Glad you had a good time. I did. I
0: did. I didn't go because I don't camp.
1: (laughs) This is true. The grounds were actually really, really beautiful. And it was, I spent two hours the first night sitting in my chair, just looking at the stars Uh through the trees because I haven't been able to see fucking stars (laughs) in so long because of light pollution where Mm -hmm. we live. And it was just, it was so peaceful, so serene and so beautiful. And so just that alone made it so worthwhile. And then, like I said, everybody was just delightful. I had, we had such great discussions I bought way too much jewelry.
0: <laughs> she did. She came home with so much jewelry. Vendors.
1: <laughs> but it was worth it. She came home. she showed it all to me, she <laughs> put it all on. I was like, damn, you got blinked out. <laughs> yeah, I did. But it was fun. It was great fun. And so I'm glad that I went. And I would go again next year if I can work out the sleeping thing mm-hmm. in a tent. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> all right. That's it for now. So we are going to be house kept and
1: house swept. Alright.
0: Today's episode is on the topics of Binding and Banishing, which we've touched on, Mm -hmm. I know, in other episodes, but have, like, said when we touched on them that to go in-depth we would need a full episode, so it's that time! (laughs) Here, 199 episodes in.
1: 199 (laughs) episodes in, we are finally talking about Binding and Banishing. Yep. And we're going to talk about the, the, you know, the bit of controversy that surrounds yes. Binding and Banishing. Because, you know, even like I wrote a blog post two years ago mm-hmm. about hexing. mm mm-hmm. Right? Which a lot of people consider binding and banishing to be hexing. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if you go back to the original German, Hexe, originating from Hexen, mm-hmm. it just means to practice witchcraft. Right. Right? Now, but
0: as I recall, it does have a negative connotation in does. German.
1: It does, because to practice witchcraft had, is, a, negative had a negative connotation. connotation. In so over time, any kind of witchcraft, to say hex, would be kind of a negative thing. Mm-hmm. And so binding and banishing, I think, kind of, over time, became associated with negative magic.
0: I have a theory about this. Okay. My theory has less to do with, like, etymology and history and more to do with, like, modern pagan politics. Well,
1: there is that.
0: I mean, we all know somebody who's uh, a love and light exclusive Mm -hmm. witch. Mm -hmm. And those people and the people who have traditions that are really focused on that kind of Mm -hmm. vibe or energy regard any kind of magic that is quote, manipulative, to be inherently Mm baneful. So I think that's how binding and banishing, because they involve,
1: quote, manipulation. Uh Well, and I think that originated with the birth of Wicca, Mm -hmm. back with Gardner, when he was trying to make it sanitized and not scary for the Christian Mm overculture, who was freaked the fuck out, About witchcraft, because you got to remember at the time that he was practicing witchcraft, which he really kind of began, I guess, in the 40s, you know, he was exploring all these things. He didn't like organize until the late 50s with Wicca, Mm -hmm. but at that time, witchcraft was outlawed in England. So when he came forth in England with Wicca publicly, just
0: right after the witchcraft laws had had been repealed, just
1: been repealed. So people were still freaked the fuck out by witchcraft and witches. So he was trying to put a positive face on and it, which was hard for him because he was a spooky-looking dude. <laughs>
0: and that's why he created stuff like the Threefold Law yep. and rules of conduct. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're bad in principle, necessarily, but they are, I think, more restrictive than necessary.
1: I think so, and I think also some of them have kind of a Christian orientation to them, if not inspired by like the golden rule mm-hmm. and things like that, simply so that witchcraft appeared less scary.
0: Maddie says, "I spent like 20 years as a Mormon and thus have spent far too long with an oversanitized religion. Give me the blood and guts." <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I I really do think that that's where, um, you know, this whole concept of good magic, bad magic, like white magic, white magic. Well, that we know there's like racial connotations. There to are, that, but, but even but... the
0: people who go like light magic and yeah. dark magic, yeah. like.
1: Yeah, and this whole idea that you're going to have blowback mm-hmm. if you've consequences. Perf- you have know, consequences and things like that. There's underlying repercussions thing that was born when uh, Wicca first became a thing and then moved over here, which and,
0: which we've talked about before. Yeah. And so I don't want to no, we don't on need that.
1: to we don't need to belabor the point. Yeah,
0: but but I do think binding and banishing are incorrectly Attributed to cursing
1: mm-hmm. or and, baneful magic, and I confess when I wrote my my post two years ago on hexing, because mm-hmm. I was just talking about witchcraft right. and to practice witchcraft because that's how people understand mm-hmm. binding and banishing as part of cursing. Included it or hexing, in that category, I included it in the category, and, and I'm we learn years, and we grow. Yeah, and you know, two years later, I'm I'm looking at that going. So here I am, two years later, having grown. Uh huh. And we learn and we grow. We Learn and we grow. And I
0: like that we can do that on this podcast and be yeah. like, "Hey, our path has has, has brought us altered. to a
1: to a new understanding." Yeah. If you look in the materials, like I've been doing, looking at books for mm-hmm. you know different binding and banishing spells, and it's all under it's hexing, all listed under and it's cursing. It's all listed under cursing.
0: fall. <laughs> it's always listed that Manificent way. Maleficent magic. And I strongly disagree. And I'm gonna st- I'm gonna explain why. To get down to just like the brass tacks. What a binding is, is to stop or lock something, Mm -hmm. and what a banishing is, is to remove something. Mm -hmm. And that's all they are. They can be hugely versatile within Mm -hmm. those categories, Mm -hmm. and they don't even have to be the kind of manipulative, big air quotes, Mm -hmm. magic that people are worried about or or feeling like a moral outrage over. I think of binding and banishing as the magical forms of establishing boundaries.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it can be. And I think depending on the situation of what you're binding and banishing, I think there can be grades and different levels and different reasons to bind or banish that may change the tone or the tenor of your of your spell. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those. if you're going to take it down to the most narrow of brass tacks mm-hmm. and definitions, that's what you're going to have when it comes to binding and banishing. Now, I did look up, it was in the Encyclopedia of 5,000 Spells. Okay. And this was the official uh, <laughs> definition. According to that singular According text. According to that singular text. Binding spells attach something or someone to you with great intensity and then I added, or restrains magically, because that's another uh, post that I read, mm-hmm. not in the book, but uh, somebody else who was describing binding magic said mm-hmm. to restrain magically. So I think even in the time that Judica Isles wrote that book, mm-hmm. I think there's been transitions and changes over time of what binding means.
0: Well, and I think there's also just different language used in different
1: traditions. Mm-hmm. Well, Angelica is Wiccan, so she comes at everything from mm-hmm. that Wiccan perspective, yeah. including and her encyclopedias. It,
0: yes, and in other traditions, that may not be the case. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What constitutes a binding? Bind really just means to tie. Mm-hmm. So it could be to restrain, it could be to tie together, mm-hmm. it could be just be to knot that's why binding has such versatility I think in Mm -hmm. the type of work you find listed under bindings exactly whereas banishing I think has a more specific it's a more specific term Mm -hmm. it specifically means like to remove something from a place Maddie says see also hand fasting yes Mm -hmm. hand fasting is a form of magical binding Exactly. people don't think of it that way Mm -hmm. but it absolutely is a a magical binding act
1: and that would go with this uh, attach something very Mm -hmm. with intent Mm-hmm. To yourself,
0: that's not how I think of most binding. I think mm-hmm. of most binding as a restraint. Mm. But yeah, it absolutely can. Actually, yeah, it can.
1: Both it can cover both, both kinds sp- of tying. And I think that goes again into what is your intention? What is the purpose of the binding? And, like you say, with a hand fasting, that is to join mm-hmm. people binding together. Two people. I like this. Maddie is saying binding wounds. That's a, a reference to something else said. Mm-hmm. I
0: imagine binding could be under the
1: healing umbrella,
0: binding symptoms. Yes. Yeah. Yep,
1: absolutely. There's a lot of room, I think, mm-hmm. in binding and in banishing. For many applications.
0: In fact, I think you could make an argument that, like, the majority of knot magic is binding magic.
1: Oh, yeah, I'd (laughs) I'd say it is, for sure. So, definitely, like, witches ladders and knots and all of these things that, you know, are practiced, they're all types of binding. And Mm -hmm. it can be done for any number of reasons, including protection, Mm -hmm. creating boundaries... I All think of, of things.
0: I think of binding and banishing in particular mm-hmm. as relationship management magic. Mm-hmm. They are you setting out a magical intention for how you want your relationship with a particular entity, mm-hmm. whether that's a physical person or a spirit entity or... Your mm-hmm. own emotional demons, whatever. Yeah. How you want that relationship to be managed. What your boundaries are for that mm-hmm. relationship. And, and sort of setting out the ground rules yeah. for it.
1: Now, because it is about intention and stuff, I suppose there are people out there who practice a form of banishing or binding, depending on what their practice or their mm-hmm. their path is, that might have more, it might take it in a different direction to what is more traditionally thought I, of see, as baneful. but
0: I, I still don't think so. You no. Know? Because I think even if like you're, you're banishing someone from your life with malicious intent, mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, so <laughs> the worst you've done is make them go away from you, mm-hmm. which was the thing you had every right to do.
1: I think we're going to find it's going to be hard to get some people to move past this concept that binding and banishing might not be considered baneful, or at least some forms of it.
0: I think, and this is maybe going to be a little bit mean, Mm -hmm. but I think some people have a little bit of a doormat mentality with their magic Mm -hmm. where they're so afraid of overstepping... That they let people step on them.
1: I don't think that's mean I think that's absolutely <laughs> accurate. Because I do. I mean, you run into to people who they love the idea of being a witch. And but, being
0: powerful. And being
1: powerful. But
0: they're terrified to exercise.
1: That exactly. Power. The even trying to do the first spell causes great anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I've talked to a few people who have both tried and you know, and then left mm-hmm. the craft because they were just too scared to do magic there are plenty of spiritual traditions mm-hmm. where you can still be a witch or a Wiccan or right. whatever or you can a pagan. be, a pagan, you can be a pagan without doing magic you can be a pagan without doing magic if you're going to be a witch you're, you're going to do spellcraft. It's, it's, it's sort of in of, the definition it's in yeah. the definition but yeah there are ways to have uh, a spiritual life that don't include spellcrafting. Mm-hmm. but if yeah that, th- if that causes you too much anxiety if it causes you anxiety I think a part of it and this was interesting because we had this discussion on Saturday mm-hmm. at the camp out is that there's kind of there can be kind of a disempowerment mentality Mm -hmm. that people bring over from previous religious experience or spiritual experiences. Or even just like relationship
0: experiences. Mm -hmm. Like if you've been disempowered and and suppressed Mm -hmm. in your interpersonal relationships, Mm -hmm. you just don't expect to have power in a situation.
1: And if you're coming from from an angle where people are telling you, oh, be careful, karma or... Threefold law or mm-hmm. something like that. You know that that can be very fear-inducing. So that people are so worried about what kind of spells they're going to cast, they just never do. Here's what I would like to point out to the, to the the threefold law and the
0: and the rule of three and the karmic backlash people: you're making the exact same fucking arguments and causing the exact same fucking fear that the Christian hell narrative does. Yeah. And y'all push back against that all the time. I well, constantly hear Wiccans and Pagans being like, oh, the, the Christian narrative of hell is so dangerous and so damaging to people. How could they do that? How could they terrify people into to believing their worldview Mm -hmm. and then they do the same damn thing with the threefold law and they Mm -hmm. terrify people so deeply Mm -hmm. and in such a damaging way that they're Mm -hmm. they're too afraid to even use Mm -hmm. the power that they came here for Mm
1: -hmm. and um this isn't like a a dis on wicca you know kind of thing it's a dis on a threefold law but i think i think it is a i think definitely the threefold law and people who are
0: Militant, militant, about it.
1: and puritanical about mm-hmm. it, and think that is the only way you can practice magic. Mm-hmm. I think that is the issue. That's damaging. That's damaging, yeah. regardless of what they call themselves, what spiritual path they walk. Mm-hmm. If they embrace it so militantly, that they're trying to force other people. That they're to trying embrace to it. force other people, and then I think yeah, that's that's the problem. Mm-hmm.
0: I think Wicca's sort of pervasive, insidious influence in other witchcraft traditions is a big problem. I don't have any problem with Wicca being Wicca, uh-huh. but I need Wicca to stay in its own lane.
1: <laughs> I feel that. I understand that. So I, I think that is where a lot of this, this fear or this anxiety and this binding and banishing is part of baneful magic mm-hmm. concept comes yeah. from.
0: It comes from this fear of, well... In practice, it's a fear of establishing your own boundaries. Mm -hmm. But you think of it as being mindful of Mm -hmm. the consequences of your actions. And so, like, Mm -hmm. you've framed it for yourself in this really morally upstanding way, which Mm -hmm. is preventing you from taking sort of necessary actions.
1: And I think that sometimes people... I, I, I do think it comes down to again, what Gardner was doing back in the 50s and the 60s, we don't want the Christians to think badly of us. Mm -hmm. So we don't practice that kind of magic. I don't do that kind of magic. And we don't hear that. And and fuck the
0: Christians. We don't even want other pagans to think badly of us.
1: Exactly. I know. I remember a couple of years ago when I was still doing readings at Arts and Craft Uh pre-COVID, that I remember hearing these two ladies who had come into shop, there was this discussion going on. And I think one was like, just I'm just going to leave mm-hmm. because they had hoodoo and Santeria products and, mm-hmm. and uh, supplies. And they're like, oh, that that is, you know, that magic. I, I can't even be around people who do that kind of, you know, any kind of baneful magic or okay, curses. Like, so also, like, okay, the fact so, yeah. that you just assume <laughs> hoodoo and right?
0: Santeria supplies are being used for baneful
1: magic... Racist as fuck, right? And then they and I heard her say something like, "I can't even be around people who talk about cursing or baneful magic." And I was like, "Okay, it must be lady. exhausting to be like that, right?" I mean, she was. It was. It was really an interesting conversation to to snoop in on because I was just sitting there minding my own damn business, you know. And they were having this loud conversation <laughs> as they were walking out the store, and I'm like, "All right." <laughs> bitch please (laughs) and leave bitch bye (laughs) yeah it was that was that was crazy but you do get that you do hear that Mm -hmm. from people who are very 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 I can do you know only a certain kind of magic
0: Ran and Gray makes an interesting point, which is often the people I see getting up in arms against bindings especially are either people who set off lots of abuse or red flags mm-hmm. or people who clearly have been or are being abused and walked all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of
1: that involved too. Yeah, it's that whole disempowerment thing again, mm-hmm. feeling like they don't have control over their lives. Mm-hmm. So, and
0: so they have this tool which could give them more control over their lives, but they're
1: afraid to use but they're it, they're
0: afraid to pick it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if you're out there and you're afraid to do bindings and banishings, please listen. Yep, they are not going to damage your karmic balance or your soul or mm-hmm. blow back on you three times. Mm-hmm. They're useful tools in your toolkit that you can use to. Set and establish and and maintain
1: and enforce your boundaries, which we all need. Exactly. Exactly. You will, like I said, you'll, if you're looking for spells for binding and banishing, you will find it under cursing and, and hexing as a bad thing, but again, hexing and and cursing and witchcraft in general is just witchcraft.
0: Yeah. I have always maintained and I still maintain that magic is morally neutral.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. It is exactly that. It is morally neutral. It's a hammer. You can
0: use it to hang up a wall painting or to crack somebody's skull. Exactly. Like.
1: Exactly. And then you determine how you're going to use it, mm-hmm. you know? And don't let other people be judge and jury over how you practice your yeah. spellcraft. Yep. And how you practice your path.
0: The only person who should be giving you, like, dictums about how to practice Mm -hmm. is your teacher Mm -hmm. in your tradition. Exactly. That's the only person who has any authority to tell Mm -hmm. you how to practice. And if that person is telling you to practice in ways you find unacceptable, find a
1: new teacher. Find a new teacher. Or maybe the tradition you're in is not for you. Mm -hmm. You know, it may be time to explore some other things. As solitary practitioners, we have the the option right the advantage the advantage to learn from a variety of sources and update as we go along and we don't have to consult with anyone. we don't have to consult with anybody
0: (laughs) that's that's a solitary advantage you know solitary disadvantage is the lack of community obviously
1: exactly that that can be but you know you you make your community as you go Mm -hmm. along join us in the
0: pride i've seen some people confused recently by the way this is a little bit of a digression but i've seen some people confused recently who think the discord is patreon only oh no it's not there's two locked channels in the in the Discord, the Patron Questions channel and the Recording Voice channel. And those are for hunters and above to listen when we record live on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. But all the other channels in the Discord are open, open for everybody. So please come join us on the Discord.
1: Yep. And we do, if you do Facebook, I know mm-hmm. it's, Facebook is kind of starting to go the way of the dinosaur. <laughs> I know people are moving away and going into, like, instagram or and i'm especially discord.
0: really bad about remembering to check the facebook so <laughs> if you're trying to reach me it's discord or nothing pretty much
1: yep, yep. yeah please do we have i think a, a really great community mm-hmm. in both the discord and on facebook and it is open to everyone now if you are trying to get into the facebook group just so you know there are three questions right that you have to answer hmm for us to, 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 to confirm your access to the group because that is a
0: semi-closed group because yep. we're trying to keep people safe from like stalking family members and things exactly. like that so please make sure you use like a Facebook account that has activity on it and please make sure you answer those questions in a authentic way because if you yep. don't we won't we, accept we it. won't accept
1: your your entry we'll exactly. you're, a, you're a bot or a spy or if you just don't answer them at all Yeah, we we just, we won't accept you as a member. But there's not,
0: like, right or wrong answers to those questions.
1: You just have to answer them. Just (laughs) answer them, honestly. And then once you are in the group, please don't share information or posts or things that you see in the group. Yeah, to outsiders. To outsiders. But, yeah, so we we have a, a beautiful wonderful community of Mm -hmm. of three pack listeners. We love you all.
0: Who I'm sure will have lots of advice about bindings and
1: banishing. That's right. That's right.
0: One other thing I wanted to mention is that because binding especially is so versatile, you can do bindings on yourself.
1: Yep, absolutely. So
0: like an oath, if you make an oath, you are making a binding essentially on yourself to complete a task. Yep. That oath may or may not be to, like, a deity or mm-hmm. to another figure. Could be to yourself. But, yeah, you like, you can magically bind yourself to stop smoking. Yep. Um, Actually,
1: that's, it's a really great way to, 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 to bind, bind addictions. Uh, any kind of an addiction, a mm-hmm. bad habit, all kinds of things. Although
0: I am going to say Maddie just said, I'm sure trans-mask people are very familiar with self-binding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Join our tiger Amanda and relax with the salts of Wonderful Body Co., These soaks and scrubs, inspired by popular books and characters, are designed to delight multiple senses with fragrant scents and sparkling mica. You can also find rollerball fragrances and hair oils. With dozens of options available, you're sure to find something you like in the wonderful Body Co. collection. This week, Ode is recommending the Full Moon Rollerball, with scents of sandalwood, eucalyptus, leather, jasmine, sage, lavender, and spearmint. When recommends Witch's Path. <laughs> Find Wonderful Body Co. online at WonderfulBodyCo.com or go directly to the shop at Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Wonderful Body Co.
0: Gwen's biased.
1: Just a little.
0: Hail dictinus! Hail dictinus! Like if you lose your phone a lot, bind your phone to yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. Your keys. Mm-hmm. It, it's a lot more practical, I think, or can be mm-hmm. than people realize. It
0: really is. Binding, especially, is, like, super versatile, super... Can be, like, really simple... Mm-hmm. Like bindings and, and banishings don't have to be these big complex rituals. No, they can be. They can they be. Don't yeah, obviously, be. if you like the drama. If you, you like can, the drama, you can do the drama. Exactly. But there's also something I like to call the "just say it" principle, mm-hmm. which is you can do magic by just like walking into a room where there's an entity that you want to go away and mm-hmm. telling it, "Get the fuck out of my house." Yeah. Like that is a whole banishing. That's a whole banishing. Start to finish. <laughs> if you just have the strength of will and the intention to do it, Mm -hmm. you can do it just by saying, here's what's going to happen. Elle also says
1: this method works for humans too, usually. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) You put up wards and you put up these protections around your house, those are all banishings of Mm -hmm. of a kind because you're banishing negative energy uh, before it can enter your your domain. And it can be preemptive, it can be you know, it's just like wards and, Mm -hmm. and protections as well.
0: I would say a, a ward feels different to me than a banishing. That's fair. Although I can definitely say that they would work, in, work concert. in concert.
1: Yeah, in in tandem.
0: Yeah, because I do think of a banishing as specifically a removal of something. That's from true. point A to point B. That's true. Whereas if I'm preventing it from ever getting to point A, mm-hmm. that feels more like that. I've got like a shield up. Mm-hmm. I think. I guess I think of wards as more like tangible so shielding. True. And, uh, which uh, we and for that matter, cleansings mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. Function as banishing. As
1: banishing. A exactly. cleansing is just a specific kind of banishing. hmm Like if you you know, you take your sage and your or or whatever herb you're using in rosemary my case, a lot. I use a lot of rosemary. I use mugwort. Whatever it is you happen to be using. And when I say sage, I mean garden sage. Mm-hmm. But you can use rosemary, you can use lavender, you can cedar. use cedar. Yeah. You can do the same thing heads when up. you
0: heads up, you've been banishing before every ritual you do.
1: Yeah, <laughs> when
0: you cleanse yourself. Uh-huh. You're, you're you're banishing the negative energy. It's a
1: form of of banishing, mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: Or you're or you're banishing spirit attachments
1: mm-hmm. or whatever. Like yeah. if you're doing your cleansing, like in a shower, even mm-hmm. or a bath or any of those kinds of things, they're all connected to a form of banishing.
0: Elle says, I've heard the concept recently of responsible banishing, i.e., not just banishing a spirit away, but banishing them to somewhere s- specific, so as not to unleash them upon another poor soul. Thoughts? I think that is something you can take into consideration. Mm-hmm. I think if you're in an emergency situation, I don't, like, put a an onus on the person who is, like, banishing a hazard away from themselves mm-hmm. to, like, ensure they've thought through where they're sending it. Right. I think responsible banishing in that context makes sense, especially if you're performing this work for someone.
1: I can say that several years ago, I think it was actually the first convocation we mm-hmm. went to, I went to a class that was on... Um, essentially baneful magic Uh the teacher was a druid who she specializes Mm -hmm. in banishment and bindings and um specifically for people who are being troubled Mm -hmm. by whether it's an energy or a spirit or a curse she would use her knowledge of druidry and and magic and things of that nature to determine what the cause was Mm -hmm. and then she would perform a banishing and a binding. A
0: simultaneous
1: basically. a A simu- simultaneous binding banishing I guess you could say. But she would then take responsibility for, for the, thing, for the thing that she had just banished and binded.
0: She would banish it from their home yeah. and bind it to an object she kept in her, her home. home. Yep.
1: And she had a whole room mm-hmm. shelves and things where she
0: keeps. So she basically just had like negative entity prison. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Essentially. Essentially. That's exactly what she did. Now, that's not something everybody's going to do. She, and it's a that's a major responsibility. That's a major responsibility and but she felt as a druid priest mm-hmm. or priestess, I don't remember what her exact de- designation was. That was her calling mm-hmm. um, and her responsibility, that was how she maintained that. Mm-hmm.
0: I do think if you're doing it professionally, especially if you're doing it as part of your priesthood responsibilities Mm -hmm. or as an obligation given to you by a deity or something Mm -hmm. like that, or if you're doing it like as in your capacity as a magical person for someone who doesn't know how, I do think you have probably some responsibility Mm -hmm. to take care with what's going to happen to the banished entity mm-hmm. especially considering not all banished entities may necessarily be malevolent right. they may just be unwanted yep and so in that case you i feel personally that you sort of have a responsibility to rehome that entity mm-hmm. but i don't think it's the responsibility of like an individual person who is just trying to like get themselves out of a crisis situation mm-hmm. to responsibly banish because i can't like their situation the stress that they're under is influencing the urgency that they're feeling you're not thinking clearly when you're in that kind of situation so like i don't think you have a responsibility as an individual who's who feels at least like you're under threat Mm -hmm. to like make sure this entity goes to the right place so much as you just need to get them away from you right exactly
1: Maybe for a more experienced practitioner, and even then, if you're if you're just dealing with, I just want to get this just a really uh, oppressive appra- or Just want to yeah. get it away. A lot of times, what I'll do when I'm doing any kind of you know removal of negativity, I send it into the earth where it can be mm-hmm. uh, rehomed, repurposed. Right, where re- the earth.
0: Earth take care of it. Where the Earth
1: takes care of it, I do that a lot. Let,
0: let parent Earth handle that problem. That's right. That's right. Yeah, just send it up the chain, basically escalate uh-huh. to a manager.
1: Escalate. That's perfect. <laughs> yep. Escalating to a manager. I'm not <laughs> dealing with <laughs> this shit. <laughs> Please rehome, recharge, renew. Whatever. Prison, whatever <laughs> you're gonna do with <laughs> Recycle. it. Recycle. Recycle. Um,
0: and I do think we should never be afraid to invoke. Higher powers when dealing with problematic or Mm -hmm. unwanted entities, Mm -hmm. whether they are spirit or human.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, exactly.
0: Like, if you're finding that your banishing or binding efforts are not sufficient, call on Parent Earth, or call on a deity you work with, or a spirit friend, or, Mm -hmm. like... This is why we build these connections, so that you have someone you can, you can pass the problem it. along
1: to. And I'm laughing here, Maddie. The three R's, R's of banishing. Reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> and Elle says, sounds like the pagan version of Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Yeah, like, and for that matter, so th- this is something Gwen and I have talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Because Gwen is sort of well-known in our... Personal pagan sphere as someone who can handle negative entity attachments Mm -hmm. and who can help people who are sensitive to spirit interference and things like that. We get a lot of calls from people describing their problems basically mm-hmm. with spiritual or entity attachments mm-hmm. of various kinds mm-hmm. that they don't want and don't know how to deal with but they are not pagan themselves. Mm-hmm. And so Gwen and I have have sort of come to a, an agreement I think and an understanding that like Christians can absolutely do this kind of work for themselves. They, they can. just ask God to do it. Mhm. They just like so we were talking recently about uh, a person who needs some help managing some spiritual attachments, some spiritual attachments, and some some sensitivities that are mm-hmm. that are producing vulnerabilities, and who is Christian, mm-hmm. and so we we're saying, well, the easy solution here is just ask the angels to form a hedge of protection in that, a very classic Christian acceptable way. Yeah,
1: that's that's like that's classic Christian Pentecostalism because you know, depending on the denomination of Christian you're talking about, mm-hmm. many of them believe in. Gifts of the Spirit in and, sight. And, and active and, angels. And active angels that you can call for upon. Saints. Yeah. Saints. That you can call upon for protection. So that that's no different. So you absolutely Christians have been doing it for thousands of years.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, everybody has.
1: and Yeah, and so, you know, everybody has. But this is, yeah, I mean, that's this, is, why this is
0: my thing. These are extremely, like, you don't have to be a witch to do a binding or a vanishing. No. You just ask an angel to do it if you're a Christian. Like, it's not, it's really easy.
1: That's why, you know, in ancient Greece, you have mm-hmm. Hecate on curse tablets, mm-hmm. and you have various other deities uh, for healing requests In and fact, things.
0: there is a, a description in the New Testament, somewhere I don't I think it's in Matthew where Jesus gives Peter the power to unbind all bindings. Mm-hmm. I and forget exactly. And the the I've looked I looked into this at, look at one point, and There was a paper written about it that the specific Greek term being used for bindings here mm-hmm. is magical bindings. Mm-hmm. So literally in the Bible there is a description of one of Jesus Christ's disciples. Having the power to interface with magical bindings—it's mm-hmm. this is accessible to everyone—is what I'm saying. Yep, exactly.
1: Maddie is saying Mormonism explicitly uses the binding power too; they even call it that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So
0: there you go, binding and banishing, very versatile, mm-hmm. uh, accessible across multiple axes, not even exclusive to, to, to pagans and witches. And,
1: witches yeah. and
0: so, like, definitely don't worry about it being curses if the Christians are doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's about as light as it gets. So do we want to talk about some of the the actual binding and banishing spells you found?
1: Sure, absolutely. One of them that I found was From the Witch's Book of Spellcraft, which is by Jason Mankey and other authors, Mm -hmm. including my own little spell that got included in there. But this one was from my friend Martha. It's a knotted hair spell. I'm not going to give you the whole thing. I want you to go look it up. It's on page 248 through 250. But she essentially uses her own hair for Mm -hmm. this kind of a spell. Um, it you know and she says I kind of inserted if you don't have hair that's long enough mm-hmm. you could probably use yarn or string yeah. and get hair extensions get hair extensions something that you know replicates hair mm-hmm. you would write down the thing that whatever it is the target is you know whether it's a name or a a, a situation or meditate on that and what word comes to mind like if you have um, a controlling spouse then it might be clingy mm-hmm. or. Uh, things that you want to bind and take control of in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you basically do a knot spell mm-hmm. with, with this. You you braid that hair and you you tie it around that piece of paper and then eventually you burn it after you've set an incantation. Mm.
0: I think it's interesting that that's burned because I see most binding spells being kept intact after mm-hmm. they're completed, like buried,
1: mm-hmm. things like that. Nope, this one, she, she burns it in a cauldron. Huh, So that must smell awful. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> burning hair
0: is burning the worst Burning hair smell. is
1: not the best. I think it depends on your tradition, mm-hmm. uh, whether you keep something, bury something.
0: For some people, just burning things is how you activate, period.
1: That's true. Yep, like for instance, the bottle spell. You might put a target's photo and name in the bottle. You'd stuff it with things like holly and ivy or things that are pokey and mm. or... Sticky. Clingy. Clingy. and uh, Molasses. Yeah. Put some, some black ink in there and, and bury it.
0: My favorite binding technique is yield classic freezer spell.
1: Oh, yes. We have done that many times.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just, you just put water and your intention and usually a tag lock of some kind and... A lot of gross shit Mm -hmm. in a water bottle and then stick that in the freezer. Maddie says, reminds me of the superstition teachers have. If you want a snow day, put spoons in the freezer and ice in the toilet, maybe binding the weather. That's Uh interesting. That is
1: interesting. I've never heard 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 of that one. I hadn't heard that one either.
0: I like that one, though. Exactly. I wish I had known that when I was a student.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And there's, you know, and there's a lot of different reasons to bind. Like, we've been Mm -hmm. talking about a lot of personal things, but, like, the magical resistance. There's, yes. You know, like the binding of Trump and his influence mm-hmm. and the influence of his, uh, you know, that's a mass binding mm-hmm. that people are doing. That used a doll uh, with his visage yep. on it and stuffed it with certain herbs. And, and we did burn that. And we did burn that, yeah. And it and went up like a torch. And we, t- you know, and you tie it and as you're tying and wrapping it, you're speaking your your spell. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that sucker, it was yeah. it was quite effective. It was good. It was very impressive. It was very impressive I and think freaked we, people out. We spooked out. the non-witches in the we, crowd. <laughs> we did. You know, I, I think it does depend on what your intuition is, or what the purpose of the spell is, or sometimes you know that just that releases the power. Mm-hmm. I think is a lot of reasons why people burn what it is instead yeah, of holding just, on it to just it. Yeah, it just doesn't
0: vibe with me. I think, I think I think of because I think of binding as a stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is more practical to have it be a thing that stays around. Mm -hmm. And banishings, I think I would be more likely to burn. To burn. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. But, like I said, it's everybody's intuition. That's just just my vibes. I think the first ever freezer spell I did was against one of our neighbors.
1: It was! (laughs) We had the most annoying fucking neighbors in the They're apartment they were always putting we shit out of. in the hall yeah it was the the people that we lived that lived right next door they were loud mm-hmm. they were always putting trash out in the hall yeah and it was at one
0: point I think what finally set it like over the edge was they had put like a whole ass table out in the hallway
1: mm-hmm.
0: like it's just an extension of their living room mm-hmm. or something it was
1: crazy so O did a a freezer, a freezer spell. spell it was the first one I ever did and it worked brilliantly uh-huh. they were gone within a month Yep.
0: First of all, the behavior stopped, which was what I actually wanted. That did. Um, And then, yeah, they just, they moved out. They moved out a month (laughs) later. They left.
1: And then the funny thing was, an even worse situation moved in right after them. A guy who played his guitar at night, and then his wife left him probably because of the guitar playing, but (laughs) I I jest. He wasn't very good. He wasn't very good. Uh, And then he had, like, friends coming over at all Mm -hmm. hours and... It was just... It was terrible. And so we did another... We did a second one. We did a second freezer spell and he was gone within another month. Uh-huh. My you freezer
0: know. spells somehow accidentally turn into banishings, even though binding is all I intend. Yeah. Because we just
1: uh-huh. want them to control their behavior. Uh-huh. But... And if they won't do it, being gone is fine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But we did try the the freezer spell on the neighbor... The bad neighbors uh-huh. we had here. And it didn't work. And it didn't work. Because...
0: Our objective was actually to get them to leave, Yep, but we were using a binding, which
1: was foolish. It was foolish, and they ended up staying eight months Uh longer than we intended for them to stay.
0: We didn't think that one through all the way. We were basically thinking, like, well, it's worked in the past to get rid of neighbors, but... We didn't think through like what we were actually doing. We mm-hmm. were just sort of following what we had done in the past. Yeah, freeze what, them out. Exactly, was kind of the
1: the, the vibe um, we were getting. We're going to freeze them out.
0: Yeah, but what we so what we ended up doing when the freezer spell was ineffective, we first of all took the freezer spell out because mm-hmm. we wanted to remove the binding because at that point we were we were past wanting them to like behave and yep. we're into wanting them to leave. Yeah, so we got rid of the the binding spell and we did a. Extended mm-hmm. banishment yes, work we did. on them with um, some voodoo dolls.
1: Yes, we did. Uh, who
0: were very good little spirit assistants, mm-hmm. and got it done.
1: <laughs> That's right. It took a long time. It did. And part of it was we said, you know, we the parameters we set were, mm-hmm. you know, in cooperation with whatever is working to mm-hmm. get them moved out. And that turned out to be the very slow wheel of uh, bureaucracy. Of bureaucracy. But it, it got the job done. Yep, it did. So that is another good thing, though, to point out, is that know what you're using. Mm-hmm. Know what kind of spell. Are you using a binding or are you using a banishing? Don't just
0: well, autopilot. Yeah. Because that's basically what what we did. We got yep. fed up with their behavior, and so we sort of autopiloted to what we had used with
1: shitty neighbors in the past, and it was the wrong tool. Exactly. So, um, you know, make sure that you're thinking through mm-hmm. what, what your intention is. If you want them to leave, if you are... If you are past
0: the point of wanting them to just behave.
1: Of wanting them to behave. But you want them to leave Mm -hmm. and you know, then you'll want to really focus on a banishing. And there is a shit ton of ways that Mm -hmm. you can have people leave. Yep. But it it can it sometimes it takes a while. If people are entrenched Mm -hmm. in a space, it can take a while for that banishing to, to work.
0: Well, and a lot of it, as always, as is always the case with magic, you have to do the practical stuff in addition to the magical stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, we did the banishing, and also we were in contact with all of our other neighbors who had mm-hmm. had problems with these neighbors, and we were in contact with the police. Uh huh. We were working a lot of angles mm-hmm. to resolve this
1: situation. That's right. Because, as again, as we all know, if it you don't just do the magic, you got to do the work in the real world mm-hmm. too.
0: You have to give the magic something to grip.
1: Yep, something to work on.
0: Rannon says, I'm not quite sure if it relates in y'all's mind, but I'm seeing a lot of connective tissue between binding, especially people's behaviors, and reversals, i.e. a luck reversal or a bad habit reversal. That's an interesting mm-hmm. observation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they can perform the same functions, but maybe are doing it in different ways.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think I think
0: a lot of magic is there are different methods that you can use to approach the same problem.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so too, and like I was just thinking, you know, when when Rhiannon was talking about the the reversals, like for bad luck and stuff, mm-hmm. you can also think of a binding if you're trying to draw good luck. Mm-hmm. You want to bind binds good luck to positive you. luck to mm-hmm. you. Um, for that matter, even some
0: forms of money magic mm-hmm. are sort of impromptu bindings, like. Mm-hmm. The money magic I use most often, I make a money jar, Mm -hmm. but one of the components of the money jar is a dollar Mm -hmm. that has my name on it, and that is supposed to, when it's spent, because that dollar is bound to me, it goes Mm -hmm. out and finds more money and brings that money back to me. Right, exactly. So it creates a connection between me and this piece of money, and Mm -hmm. this money and other money,
1: Mm -hmm. and sort of all draws back to the source which is me exactly and so that would be any kind like if you're doing a money spell for or a jar for a business and it's tied to a certain individual who's Mm -hmm. no longer at that business you would want to remove that jar because that would no longer be useful or successful for that business if it's tied to an individual Mm -hmm. so that is something to keep in mind too
0: Yep. Always remember the work that you have running so that you can dismantle it if you need to. Oh, another uh, sort of classic banishing method is hot foot powder.
1: Yes. That's the, the classic voodoo method. Yep. And there's lots and lots of different types of ways to make banishing powders. Mm-hmm. Again, if you go to Encyclopedia of 5,000 Spells, right. there's a whole section on different types of powders. You can also Google um, on how to make your own, you know, hot foot powder mm-hmm. or or whatever. It's, it's really not that hard. There are just certain components you want to include.
0: Yeah. Usually a hot foot powder includes black, um, pepper. black pepper, salt, some kind of chili, mm-hmm. um, and then... If you can get it, some kind of sulfur. Yeah, graveyard dust, things graveyard, like that yeah, are, mm-hmm. are optional components. And, and then, then I, the, the trick with a hot foot powder... Yeah. When I was looking at a hot foot powder, I found there's kind of an interesting... Evolution Mm -hmm. of it. So, Mm -hmm. hot foot powder is actually commercialized hoodoo. Mm -hmm. Probably inspired by an early, like, African-American kudu practice called walk foot mm-hmm. which was a kind of spell that just made someone like walk randomly, like caused confusion. Mm-hmm. And then that was probably inspired by West African foot track magics, yep. which were brought with enslaved peoples to the Americas, which was uh, a practice uh, in West African cultures of collecting someone's footprint mm-hmm. and using that footprint with various ingredients to control their movements and behaviors. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of the chain of oh. evolution. So f- hot foot powder and other hoodoo powders that are supposed to affect mm-hmm. a person are usually supposed to be sprinkled in a place where that person will Wa- walk mm-hmm. so that it gets into their footprints.
1: Which is why they say if you're going to use any kind of a powder, like a hot foot powder mm-hmm. or a goofer dust, anything like that, you want to make sure that you're not crossing your own path yes. with it. Like, you would put it on the doorstep of the person, of your target.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Or in their shoes. Or in their shoes, or someplace where they're going to be walking. Mm-hmm. Where it won't interfere with your foot tracks. Exactly, exactly. And then, so yeah, so there's lots of, the, you, can use, you can use herbal spells, all kinds of things. You can use your intuition mm-hmm. on, on how to best banish. Lots uh, of
0: stones will, yeah. will perform this kind of function. Mm-hmm. Um, salt is a classic. Salt
1: is a classic.
0: And honestly, like like we mentioned before, cleansing is a kind of banishing. So pretty much anything you can use in cleansing, you can use in banishing.
1: That's right. And I found an interesting banishing spell. Actually, there's several that use four thieves vinegar. Mm-hmm. And like one of the things you can do, it, it, I thought this was really interesting because it ap- appeals to my, my plant witchiness. Yeah. Um, you write the target's name on brown paper, soak it in four thieves vinegar, fold the paper and bury it in a flower pot filled with crossroads dirt, and then you plant a cactus on the top and keep it near your front door as a way to banish any unwanted visitors. (laughs) It's like creating your own little prickly boundary Uh around your front door. A little little (laughs) evil hedge. (laughs) So I thought that was kind of I thought that was kind of interesting.
0: And using four thieves vinegar, I wonder if it would deter thieves specifically. Yeah,
1: yeah, just anything unwanted yeah. from coming through your door.
0: So one other thing I guess I wanted to mention about um, banishings and bindings, especially when you're using them in interpersonal relationships, mm-hmm. either with humans or with spirit beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you don't have to do this, but I like to include exit strategies. Yeah, yeah. So ways that if the person is complying with the boundaries that I am enforcing with the binding or the banishing, Mm -hmm. they can work their way back in if they're, like, meeting certain standards. Right. Like, if I banish an ancestor from my altar because they're behaving badly, Mm -hmm. I want to work into that banishment an opportunity for them to repair their behavior and Mm -hmm. return to my altar in
1: a better spirit. So, reconciliation option. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Rehabilitative Rehabilitative banishing. (laughs) Rehabilitative
1: banishing. (laughs) Because. Well, and that's about creating boundaries. Exactly. Because
0: my objective is not always, sometimes it is to just say like, never speak to me again. Do not come back to my space. But sometimes my objective is just like, you are behaving badly. Mm -hmm. So you are going away now. If you can behave better, you can come back. Mm -hmm. So I like to build that kind of thing into my bindings and banishings when it's
1: appropriate. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. And I would, you know, I would say there are so many resources out there Mm -hmm. for binding and banishing. And what you can do. Most of them will be listed under curses. They will be listed under curses. One that I particularly like is Dorothy Morrison's Utterly Wicked. Mm -hmm. She's got a lot of great advice in there. But I I really like the spells that are included because you can tailor them to your situation. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and so, and that's always if you're gonna use a spell from a book or from online, or yeah. if you just need some ideas because you're not exi- you have an idea of what you need to do for a binding or but a banishing, you're sure. but you're not sure which direction you want to go with it. How to pull it off? Exactly. Then these resources can be very helpful, but you'll want to then take it and make it your own. Tailor it. Tailor it to your specific situation.
0: Because it is important to have clear intentions, mm-hmm. like we talked about with our neighbor Snafu. Yep. It's also important, I think, to tag lock correctly. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like if you are trying to banish one person or mm-hmm. entity, mm-hmm. but not all the surrounding people or you entities, have to be very specific. you got to be really specific about who you're targeting with mm-hmm. this banishment.
1: Mm-hmm. And remember, if you are binding someone's behavior, binding them to you mm-hmm. or binding them to something else to keep them away from uh-huh. you. Just remember what it is that you want to do with those with that spell spellcraft, just like any other right. spell that you're going to do. Think it through.
0: But I will say you don't have to be, like, more cautious with binding no. and banish- banishings no. than you do with any other kind of no. magic. No,
1: it's just like with any kind of magic, you want to know what it is you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, what your intention is, and be clear about that so that unlike what happened with us with the neighbors, our cl- now our classic uh-huh. uh, example, <laughs> it doesn't get muddy. Uh-huh. And because and, that's, I think, what we were so fed up. Yeah, we just, you know, our frustration got in the way of our work. Exactly, and that can happen. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's important to remember. You're, if, you know, to stop, take a breath, mm-hmm. and really take the time to think it through. Yep. Just like you do with any spell. Yes, I realize there are some things you you just do on the spur of the moment. But remember, and that emotion can
0: definitely be a useful driver for magic. It can, but make it, sure that it's paired with
1: thought. <laughs> with thought and intention, because that is ultimately what spellcraft is all about. Mm-hmm. And it can be simple. Just because you're giving it thought and intention mm-hmm. doesn't mean it has to be complicated. Exactly. It can be very simple once you have figured out what you're doing. Is it, it? You just want to. Have it figured out. Mm-hmm. And then you can also, you can still follow your intuition as you're crafting the spell. Yep. You know, once you know what it is that you are and intending. And sometimes
0: your spell will evolve over time. Mm-hmm. And like, spells can be living, evolving organisms just exactly.
1: as we can. Like the, the, spell, the spell that we ultimately created for the banishment. Mm-hmm. You know, I kept feeding. Yep. And with different things. As we saw improvement. Uh-huh. As we saw things moving toward our ultimate goal, we would add energy Mm -hmm. we would you know do all kinds of things every time she
0: got frustrated i tell her save that for save that
1: energy for for the doll (laughs) for the spell and just remind the doll what Mm -hmm. it is you know it was working on and who things like that and it was you just keep going until you have reached your goal until you get what you want yep
0: that is an, uh, a thing that I think a lot of new witches, in particular, struggle with. Is they don't see immediate results. Mm-hmm. Sometimes magic takes time. It can. That doesn't mean it's not working. It just means it's working slow.
1: <laughs> it's just working slow, and some things do. And it depends sometimes on the you situation. can sometimes
0: you can speed it up by adding mm-hmm. an element that in, that increases the the, the speed. speed or the potency of something.
1: Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just going to take time. Yep, exactly. And then when you get your results, it's a just, hallelujah, uh-huh, and then you just <laughs> lock it in. You lock that result in. With a pin. Uh Uh-huh. And be done.
0: That's everything I had?
1: I I think that's everything I had. Okay. Uh, Again, there's lots of resources out there. Go explore. Don't be afraid.
0: Yeah, I think the big thing is just, like, don't be afraid to use bindings and banishings. They're very effective tools. Like I said, a lot of them are used in really innocuous ways that you're not even Mm -hmm. thinking about. Oh,
1: yeah. There's, I mean, all kinds of of things. I think we tend to think of them for big situations, Mm -hmm. and it can can be for whatever is, is needing you need it for in your life or mm-hmm. if someone else that you're assisting whatever Yep.
0: you can find us on Google if you Google the number 3 and the letters P-A-A-C or the number 3 and the words Pagans and a Cat we have a website at 3pagansandacat.com mm-hmm. we have a Redbubble a Redbubble store we have a Patreon Yep, Win has a TikTok
1: and an Instagram mm-hmm. and I will never
0: petition you for readings if, if you've been followed back or DM'd by anything but tell them what your actual uh, TikTok ac- name is. My actual
1: TikTok name is uh, Gwyn3Pack. Okay, so it's Gwyn, the number three,
0: the P-A-A-C. P-A-A-C. There's no underscores, there's no dashes, there's no dots. It's spelled correctly, so double check all of that stuff because I know people are still getting followbacks and DMs from fake accounts that are pretending to be Gwen.
1: Yep. The other thing is we want to say we love our listeners. Mm -hmm. Join us on the Discord. Join us in Facebook. We appreciate, if you do want to become a patron, go check out Patreon. And I'm going to be writing a a blog, I think. I'm going to be updating that Mm -hmm. blog about what is hexing (laughs) and what is vanishing and And so on and so forth. forth, And binding and how awesome it is.
0: Yeah, I think that's it. So, goodbye.
1: (laughs) Just go forth and and do magic.